Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Onyx Test Bench. I hope everybody out there has had a great week. I am joined, as always, by Jennifer Rufton. Jen, how are you today? I'm well. And I'm very sad to say that we are not joined (laughs) by J.D. Efton today. He was out of pocket. so Yeah, his enthusiasm and the whole general positive vibe Mm -hmm. that he brings to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to miss him today. So what are we talking about today, Jen? New residential construction. New construction. So many tips and tricks. Yeah. Things to think about when you're building a new house. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, great. I'm not building a new house in the near future. Maybe Mm -hmm. this isn't the podcast for me. I think that there's going to be some stuff in here that is at least going to be interesting enough uh, to hold your attention. If not, you're going to walk away with some tips where you're like, oh, that's neat. Oh, that's, you know, just some general knowledge and information. Yeah. I think it's good background information. You may have friends or family that are building a new house. and. Um, honestly, some of these little tips and ideas could be good for retro projects, too, if you're that just doing, um, you know, a kitchen remodel mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, when you've got the walls open mm-hmm. because you're working on something, mm-hmm. um, strike while the iron's hot. It, that is the truth. Yeah, so, yeah, we'll get into that. So, things to consider when building a new home when it comes to automation and home technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kind of the um, the overarching theme of the whole thing is future-proofing. Absolutely. It's so much easier to future-proof than to get into it and think, oh, I wish we would have done that or I wish we sure. were wired for that. And um, any of our home builder shows that we're going to now, it seems like the client is um, just doing full tech in the house. It's mm-hmm. not even a question or a choice anymore. It's almost like you would never build a house without considering a plan for your tech. For sure. At this point. Absolutely. And um, you can never really anticipate what the next version of technology is going to be. Yeah. Right? I mean, just think of the last 10 years that Onyx has been here. The The changes have been rapid. Mm-hmm. And I'm thankful that our team is always thinking one step ahead to make sure you're not, you're not pigeonholing yourself during construction. Sure. And uh, one of the things that I feel like has been very consistent – through that 10 years of, uh, of what we've been doing is having a hard wire there mm-hmm. is always better than not having it there. You'll never regret hardwiring a location. Seriously. Even if you never use it. I always yeah. say it's great for resale. Mm-hmm. It's just the best idea. You, you would so much rather have it than, than to be sorry that you didn't. Yeah, for sure. So at the floor plan stage, mm-hmm. um, so you've talked with your architect, you've got your builder selected, you've kind of go over, you've got your your floor plans going. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like once upon a time, it seemed like those floor plans made it to us later in this, in the game, you know, in the, yeah. in the process. Yeah. And, and then there was, it seemed like so much of what we had to do either had to be very hurriedly, mm-hmm. hurriedly mm-hmm. put in, um, or things were almost like had to be like an afterthought yeah. where we came in. But people have kind of figured out that technology um, in your home is important enough that it kind of needs to be one of those first, you know, yeah. first primary level things that you're taking mm-hmm. into consideration. Yeah, I think it's something that um, used to be kind of a consideration, but now it is absolutely required because we've had a couple of projects that we got the floor plan late and you know, it really changes some dyna- dynamics, like mm-hmm. having to add a room or add space or changing the door layout or the floor plan. It's so much easier when you're meeting with your architect or your builder or even your designer to incorporate your audio video professional because there are just some things that not everybody is up to par on, mm-hmm. you know, like hardwire locations and how big does the rack closet need to be? For sure. and how long is the stretch from the rack closet to all of your 
media locations, mm-hmm. all of that needs to be taken into consideration at the floor plan stage. And I, I just wish everybody knew that. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the whole thing about the rack closet, mm-hmm. um, whenever we are in the houses where we've gotten to it late and then there's like a closet that they pick and they're like, well, I guess we can put the rack in here. Yeah. It's such well, a second thought. The, yeah. The rack is, you know, uh, is six inches narrower than the whole closet. Mm-hmm. And so then all of a sudden, all the work that you do in it, Ugh. everything about yeah. it, uh, like there's not enough air mm-hmm. space and circulation inside that things stay hotter yeah. in there. And it's, it's just not like... good for your equipment. Yeah, sure. And if it is, uh, you know, if it's kind of a, a short deal where you've got a party coming up and you need somebody to come over and service your stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like almost impossible to get behind your rack yeah. for them to properly troubleshoot mm-hmm. and change out. Like I've been a part of those where the rack doesn't actually make it out of the closet because the closet door wasn't built tall enough. Yeah. And you so kind of like get in there and shimmy around the rack. Yeah. yeah. It, when you need to take out a large piece of equipment from behind. Mm, yes. You're dinging up the wall. Well, all of a sudden you're like, well, this, what am I going to do? What, how much am I going to have to take apart here? Yeah. And all of a sudden what, what should have been a quick service mm-hmm. is a, a long drawn out difficult process. So yeah. uh, just making sure that that rack closet uh, is in a logical place to where mm-hmm. if you do have to run a wire later, mm-hmm. you can this get happens. to it. Yeah. yeah. So putting it under the stairs may seem like a great place, a great way to use some 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 space that wouldn't have been used very well mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. But when it's under the stairs, unless you've got some conduit yeah. and stuff around there, getting to that later. So Good having luck. a nice centrally located upstairs mm-hmm. closet. Yes. To put your rack in to where you're going to be able to do something with it later if you have to. Um, like you will thank yourself. Yeah. I think that it's, it's something that, um, it feels like an afterthought Mm -hmm. and at the floor plan stage, um, you think, oh, I'll just give up a linen closet. Right. But typically linen closets are around the bedrooms that may not be centrally located. And I I think it's easy to think, well, I'm never going to need in the rack closet because Onyx is able to reset everything remotely, which is amazing. Right. However, it is also important to think that everything in that rack closet you're using on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so it deserves a little bit more um, attention and maybe a little bit more respect when it comes to the floor plan level that it is it is given a dedicated closet because sure. it will be used. And you're going to have that rack closet forever in the house. Mm-hmm. So it's not something where you're switching out furniture or, you know, changing a backsplash. This is a really big decision. Yeah, yeah, needs, for sure. Needs to be considered. Yeah. So I... Um, and I may have said this on the podcast already because it comes up all the time. Um, there are a lot of things in your house that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And you you might be like, oh, I'll, I'll get somebody out to address that mm-hmm. eventually. Oh, one of our – a couple of garage door openers uh, isn't – doesn't work all the time. I'll get somebody out to look at it eventually. Yeah. Um, we've got a leaky faucet in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get somebody out to look at it. When your Wi-Fi is not working – Yeah. You are on the phone calling somebody Immediate. within minutes. Yes. Um, because like nobody is just like, oh, the Internet's out. I'll give it a couple of days, see what happens. Right. No. no. Wi-Fi is critical and at the top of everybody's priority list. Yeah. If your TVs aren't working, mm-hmm. you're calling somebody. Yeah, you can like, get to weather. That's a big deal. Yeah, you're shooting somebody a text like almost immediately. Yes. What is, what is going on? And all of that is tied back to the rack closet. Yeah. Um, so just just – Making sure that your foundation mm-hmm. for all of that, that thing that you're going to be interacting with, not just a daily basis. It's mm-hmm. like a constant basis. Yeah. Um, it's just making sure that it you're just setting yourself up for, uh, you know, just a successful, long-term, reliable relationship with your technology. Yeah. I think that's the – I think that's right. So wiring. We've, yes. we've mentioned wiring a lot mm-hmm. and how wiring is very important. Um, 
So what kind of wire are we talking about here? Because obviously your mm-hmm. electrician's coming around and they're going to be running, uh, you know, your power mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, well, to this TV place, don't I just need a cable or yeah. like what What am I really putting It's really there? interesting. Throughout all of our builders across the board, there is – it seems to me that in the field there's not a consistent answer. Mm-hmm. You know, each builder has a different answer of what right. they think needs to be run. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it goes back to including your AV professional to make sure that we're future-proofing the house because wire has changed a lot over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. And if you're not taking that into consideration, you could be stuck in a brand-new house and not be able to have all the brand-new features. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so say somebody came along and and they just ran a cable mm-hmm. to your TV locations, or mm-hmm. if it's an older home and it's you know you're doing a retro or something, you can still make things work with just a cable. But then you're tied to having your cable provider mm-hmm. having boxes at every TV, mm-hmm. and if you have any kind of control stuff or anything else going on, it all has to be wireless. Yeah. Everything's on your Wi-Fi, which is going to be a little bit shaky. It's not sure. going to be continuous, just like hardwiring a location. Yeah. Um, I think it's just really, really, really important. It would be such a shame to move into a brand new house and not have the proper wire. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. There are some uh, houses, um, I I won't say exactly where, but for whatever reason in this whole community, they ran a single network cable to every TV. Mm, Just Uh, one. Just one. Oh, that's rough. And like on paper, Mm -hmm. that should work. Like if you've got one network, but what if that wire was nicked? Yeah, like during the sheetrock process, yeah. maybe there's a nail through it. Happens all the time. Happens all the time. Like literally every project, there's yes. something where uh, hopefully it's up in the attic where you can get to it mm-hmm. if, if you absolutely have to have that wire. We run at least two yes. network lines to every TV along with a cable, mm-hmm. um, like, a, like a coax cable, um, just because like so much of what we do now depends on the network. Absolutely. Yeah, and and we have our, our very nice uh, network equipment in mm-hmm. that equipment closet, mm-hmm. in that rack closet, um, to where like we don't have to uh, daisy chain network equipment. We don't have no. to kind of just, you know, to jump from one thing to the next or whatever. Everything mm-hmm. is home run back to this really nice equipment to where you can control, yeah. you know, and you can troubleshoot and you mm-hmm. can monitor. Um, it's truly the modern way of mm-hmm. wiring a house. It's it's the proper way. It's what should be do. It, it is what should be done at every home. Absolutely. At this point, Absolutely. There was a period, I don't know, five years ago where everybody was seriously talking about running fiber Mm -hmm. to all the TV locations. Mm -hmm. And if it hadn't been for some advances in technology that allowed you to continue using the network cables, the copper network cables that we use now, it's Cat5 and Cat6. Mm -hmm. I haven't been saying that because I don't want to get too jargony, but Mm -hmm. those kinds of cables... Um, all the companies realized that all these houses were full of Cat 5 and Cat 6. We need to make our equipment Thank to goodness. use that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, if you didn't have fiber in place, you wouldn't be able to do a lot of stuff. So fiber isn't as important now. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll, we'll still run it occasionally to some very important places mm-hmm. or if it's going to be really long run mm-hmm. because you can run fiber over thousands of feet, whereas Other normal network Cat cables six. yeah, are like yeah. 300 feet. So um yeah, just making sure that you've got the wires that you need, not just to where you need them, mm-hmm. but to where you think you might need them yeah. in the future. Over plan. Yeah. Over wire, over plan. Yeah. So just make sure those wires are there. And if the wires are not going to be there, if you're just like, you just don't want to run the wire there, making sure that there is some kind of a conduit mm-hmm. or some means of getting a wire to that location. Yeah. Um, Running wires down an exterior wall 
in a house that's been foamed. Mm-hmm. Like, good luck. Without cutting and damaging sheetrock yeah. and doing some stuff, pretty much is not going to happen. Yeah. Like, you, you might, like, you might find somebody who's going to be real risky about it. I've personally seen when that's been tried, you get this really long drill bit that's mm. trying to bore out this foam and it pokes out the wall. Yep. And then you're just Every sitting there and you're like, time. wow. Now we have sheetrock repair. was great. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So that is not great. Not um, great. I think it's also important to add here. Um, how important it is to keep your electrical wire and your network wire separate. Yeah. You for possibly we have listeners that may not know this. Keep them separate. They cannot be run side by side. Mm-hmm. They need to be in totally separate conduit. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll have a nightmare of interference. Yeah. I, I think that's really important to add. You might as well not have the network cable. Yeah. If like it's run along it. side high voltage, mm-hmm. like power wires for a long distance, mm-hmm. you might as well not have it. Just, yeah, keep them separate. I think yeah. that's really important. Yeah, that's a super, super, super mm-hmm. good tip right there. <laughs> One thing that I also want to add um, to this is the topic of wiring for shades. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a really important thing because it can be an afterthought, and then yeah. you're stuck with battery-powered shades. Yikes. Which are okay, but they're not great. Mm-hmm. Um, you're having to change out the batteries, and sometimes the the installation process is not lovely. And so I would just recommend, at, while you're at stud frame and you can run wire to window locations, just go ahead and do it. You can mm-hmm. always tuck it into the wall and sheetrock over it, but at least you mm-hmm. know that you have it. The other thing to take into consideration is, in in majority of our modern homes today, the homeowner wants the shades to come out of pockets. Mm-hmm. And that means that it looks like the shade just comes out of the sheetrock and you're not having the actual valance portion within your window casing. Mm-hmm. That's the way to really do it because then it's it's hidden. When the shade is up, you're not seeing it. It's just the most lovely way to do that. Now, the trick to that is you have to frame for it. Mm-hmm. And so we have specific spec sheets that we give to our trim carpenters that do this. And it's one of those things that can be missed easily um, because you're not thinking about that. You know, you think, well, I'll make that decision with a designer down the road when we're thinking about curtains and window coverings. But the shades really do need to be wired, and then they can be fully automated. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to have that throughout the day where the shades are just automatically doing what you want them to do. Um, and it's even better if they're in pockets mm-hmm. and they're not seen. That's my favorite way. Yeah. So lighting and shades. Mm-hmm. Nobody thinks about how big of a deal it's going to be in yeah. their house. Yeah. Um, it just ends up being everybody's favorite thing. I was mm-hmm. in a house yesterday and uh, the the homeowner there was like, you know, the lighting mm-hmm. has ended up being my favorite part of this Isn't whole system. Nice? And that happens all the time. And really yeah. shades because of the way they um, control the light in the room mm-hmm. are really just an extension of your lighting control. That's right. Um, they're, yeah. they're beautiful, mm-hmm. just motorized. It's so neat when they're all going up and down together. Mm-hmm. together. Um, but really... It's just it's just one more way that you're controlling the lighting. Yeah, that's so in true. In the home, um, the battery powered shades. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time, uh, if it's a decent size shade, um, uses eight D batteries. So many batteries. So let's just say <laughs> that you've got ten mm-hmm. shades, and ten shades is not a crazy number of shades. No, that's like, a pretty that. That's, that's modest. Only like the ground floor. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that may, that can be one room. Yeah. sometimes really. That's right. Um. So we definitely have projects where there are 40 oh or gosh. 50 shades. Mm-hmm. And if you've got 8D batteries, mm-hmm. good luck going to Walmart and saying, hi, yeah. I need 
<laughs> I need 500D batteries, please. Oh, my goodness. I need a case. I yeah. need a gross of D battery thing. That sounds like a Costco trip. Well, not only is it a Costco trip. And expensive. It is a costly trip. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, I see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> it's... Um, it's it's just D batteries are expensive. So like over just the wire. your cost yeah. of ownership yes. on a battery powered shade mm-hmm. because they say the batteries are going to last you a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. If you run them up and down a lot of the time, yeah. which they're your shades, run them up and down. Enjoy them. Yeah. Um, just do yourself a favor. Hardwire for those shades. Just hardwire for the shades and take into consideration whether you want it inside the window casing or if you want it to come out. Um, of the sheetrock ceiling, you need pockets, mm-hmm. frame for pockets, frame for pockets, frame for pockets. <laughs> so um, something else to take into consideration uh, when it comes to things like dedicated um, like home theater rooms mm-hmm. um, and not so much with multipurpose media rooms and stuff like that. But if, if you're like have a, a, like a home theater mm-hmm. type of situation, um, there are different things that you can do in the framing stage mm-hmm. that can reduce how much noise in that theater makes it out of the theater. Yeah, like like think about your kiddos being up late at night playing Fortnite in the theater or your dedicated media room. That is so loud, yeah. so, so loud. And there is no way your house is sleeping unless you have done the room right. Sure, yeah. There are – in. And they're not even that big of a deal things. It's just things that you need to think about during the construction phase. There's a way that you can stagger Mm -hmm. um, the studs when you're framing it up. And so the walls uh, from the inside and the outside aren't actually touching Mm -hmm. one another. Mm -hmm. Um, There is special sheetrock that you can use. It's called quiet rock. It's not even really that much more expensive. Uh, There is some some kind of rubberized underlayment you can put under the flooring. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to, while they're foaming the house, you have them foam those interior walls too. Yeah. We recommend an exterior door so that it seals and has a footer at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like if you think about if if air can get out of the room, then so can audio. And you're trying to break the audio wave. So anything that you can do, and that's the reason why the staggered stud layout works and the special flooring, especially if you're going to do – carpet in that room, you want a wool carpet that'll absorb the sound. Mm-hmm. Anything that you can do to keep Fortnite out of your dreams right. is great. Yeah. So um, if you think about it, a lot of home theaters end up on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times master bedrooms are on the first floor. Yep. And sometimes they're on top of one another. It just rumbles all the way through the floor. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Um, at least bring this up. Yeah. The idea of this up with your AV professional mm-hmm. or Onyx, you know, if it does. Yes. So after the sheetrock has gone in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times whenever they are uh, putting the foam um, insulation in the walls, they have this kind of tool that they use to run over that and kind of cut things off and smooth mm-hmm. things out. Um, sometimes that will just sail through wires. It just nicks it. So yeah. keep like picture in your mind, open walls. So you've just got stud framing in the house and now they're coming in with foam and on top of the foam, they're then going to sheetrock. All of that work that happens after the wiring is risky mm-hmm. because there's no telling what's going to happen to the wire. Right. And so we see it a lot in existing homes when we're coming in and doing a retro project where, you know, they have a wired location, but it's just never worked and they don't know why. Mm-hmm. And it never fails. You know, we can run a test and see if there's consistency throughout the wire. And there's just so many things that th- could happen, you know, sure. whether it's the tool that they use to clean up the insulation, nix it, or once they're putting up the sheetrock when they're nail gunning the sheetrock to the studs, you know, you could have a nail straight through your wire. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, it's another reason to make sure that you're wiring two network locations to each TV location at, 
TV location at a minimum. Um, but also just know that your AV person needs to come back in after sheetrock to make sure you're all good. Mm-hmm. Like that's the time to if, – if you're going to have to make a repair, that's the time to do it before your tape and bed and sure. paint goes up. Yeah, absolutely. Making sure all the wires are pulled out. Mm-hmm. Making sure that – like it's really, like you said, testing the wires – and making sure that they're good. If, if there's a problem there, mm-hmm. the tester that we use tells you where the problem is. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, oh, uh, there is a cut in this line four feet away from this box on the wall, mm-hmm. then you know that four feet right up that wall, like right there, there's, yeah, a problem. there's a problem. It's super easy at that point mm-hmm. to cut a little spot, run wires, fix wires, whatever you've got to do. Yeah. Um, that's the time. Not when you're really nice finishes and beautiful marbled ceiling yeah goes in (laughs) everything like that's when it's just like you just abandon it and you're like no not gonna happen shame it would have been nice to have had a tv here yes and Uh, i think it's important this happens all the time and that's why if you i mean for onyx this is a standard for us we're waiting for the house to be sheetrock so that we can go back through and run our tests i doubt that every av professional is doing that um and it's just something that's so so easily happens you know the sheetrock guy they're just getting sheetrock up as fast as they can. Sure. They're not thinking about the wiring location and what the consequence is if they nick a wire. You know, it's it's no fault to them. They're just doing their job. Sure. But it is critical that your AV person is looking out for that. Right. Absolutely. So uh, something that sometimes um, gets forgotten about is whenever you are running speaker wires Mm -hmm. to like a pool area Mm -hmm. or if you have a cabana or a pergola or something like that that you want some wires in, um, making sure that you've got conduit in the ground before concrete, before you uh, pour a patio or put a pool Mm -hmm. in or a driveway or whatever, Mm -hmm. because like I have personally watched (laughs) concrete get cut out because... There's no conduit. There's just no conduit. And somebody decided, oh, we really want a TV and speakers out at whatever location. Yeah. Um, So don't do that. Even if that conduit goes in the ground and you don't use it, Mm -hmm. you're better off. Yeah. I mean, it's just like wiring extra within the house. Think about the the outdoor part of your house is just an extension. Mm -hmm. And so if you're even considering doing a cabana or a pool house or an outdoor living space that is detached from your home, just run some conduit. Run two conduit. Mm-hmm. We recommend at least an inch and a half mm-hmm. of conduit. And you want at least two because you're going to want power in one and network in the other. And again, we want to keep those separate. Right. They are not friends. Right. So two conduit in the ground, an inch and a half at least at a minimum. And that just future-proofs you. I mean, maybe the next buyer for your resale value will want to do a cabana or a pool house. At least you have it in the ground under concrete. Right. Absolutely. So our privacy tip Mm. of the week um, this week uh, has to do with the whole building a new home thing. And that is be careful what you post on social media about your new home. And it's very exciting mm-hmm. when you're building a new home mm-hmm. and taking pictures and being like, oh, isn't this great? This thing here, snap, snap, snap. Um, research has shown that a large percentage of burglars use social media to help them find their targets. Yeah. And when we're saying targets, I, the thing to remember is when you're building a home, there 
the contractors a lot of times will leave equipment behind. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to be there the next morning. There's no sense in packing up all of this heavy stuff every day. And so I think I think that's really where the target comes in sure. is the contractors get all of their equipment stolen on your project because you're posting pictures of your new home on Facebook and you're a target. Right. And people don't think about that because it's not their stuff. It's sure. the contractor stuff. But then you're weeks out waiting for new contractors to get there with new tools. Sure. And you may you may not even be aware that those tools stay overnight. Yeah, or a lot of people don't. Or what the situation mm-hmm. is, or so just just be careful. Yeah, it, just be aware of, of what you're posting. You know, if you want to post about your new house, that's great. Just make sure that there's no way that somebody could find out where mm-hmm. where is that new house. Um, and anymore today, there's just so much information at hand that it does become a little bit dangerous. Yeah. So our gadget of the week, uh, and this is one that is a little bit nerdier, um, a little <laughs> bit more like industry specific to what we do, but I really, really like it. This mm-hmm. isn't something you're going to be ordering off Amazon for yourself, but I want to make sure that everybody out there is aware of it. And it's called the Visualant Virtual Officer. Now, so cool. What does that mean? Visualant is the, uh, it's the line of cameras mm-hmm. that we really like because of their built-in analytics and, yeah. and just their user-friendly app and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like, I really, really like the Visualant mm-hmm. cameras. We've used a ton of cameras. They're lovely, yes. Um, I like these the best. So what is the Virtual Officer? Well, it's this uh, kind of self-contained box that has a camera attached to it that you put up on your construction site mm-hmm. um, kind of when it all starts off it um, you, you put this little kind of a it's like a cellular modem thing inside of it to where you can log into this camera mm-hmm. wherever you're at you can drive the camera around because it, it has a, a motorized built-in uh, pan they call it a PTZ yeah pan mm-hmm. tilt zoom deal where you can drive this camera you can point it at whatever you like um, you you can save up to 16 different presets into the camera wow. to where you're like every hour I want a snapshot taken mm-hmm. of these 16 different things. Maybe that's the entrance to the property, mm-hmm. the garage location where people are coming and going. Maybe you want to see, you know, pan out to see who all's there that sure, day. Sure, yeah, parking areas, mm-hmm. just kind of a, a wide general shot. Yeah. Uh, and that way you can put together a time lapse mm-hmm. of your project. That's so fun. Yeah, you want to yeah. see the, the street parking in front, mm-hmm. just whatever. Like you... And then you will just have all of those. They can either be emailed to you or they can just kind of sit on there and you can access them whenever you want. Um, it's just a really, really neat, easy, and really pretty cost-effective way mm-hmm. to keep an eye on your project. Yeah, to know what's going on. I th- a lot of our clients own their own businesses, and I think that it it's very difficult for them to make it to the job site every day mm-hmm. to check on status and what's new. And this is a really great way to be able to log in, see what's going on for the day, kind of have a general update of who arrived and mm-hmm. who's there. Um, I know several of our builders love it, too, because they're able to check in and um, kind of keep tabs on what's going on that day. Sure. And also, uh, say some equipment goes wandering off in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. um, you are more than likely going to have video of that. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's good for everybody. It's good for everybody. It really is. And it, it can be attached to the power pole that's already there on the property. Mm-hmm. So it's a really convenient and easy install. Um, but it's just something that not everybody knows is available. Right. Absolutely. So, Jen, uh, I've super enjoyed talking about this with you. Yeah, we're full of tips and tricks. I yeah. wish everybody knew these, but now everybody can. So, you know what? And if anybody out there is in the process of building a new house and you have a question or something yeah. you're wondering about, be sure to check in with us on our Facebook group. Yes. It is the? The At Onyx Theaters Facebook group on our community page. Awesome. So uh, be sure to check out uh, Onyx Theaters on Instagram. Instagram and Facebook. 
Come visit us and say hi and let us know if you have any questions that we can help with. Be sure to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app. That really helps. Absolutely. And that little subscribe button so that you get the newest episodes right into your inbox. You know, it would be a shame for one of these episodes to come out and people to just not be aware of it because they hadn't subscribed. Um, So uh, I (laughs) am a podcast person. You are. Um, I have got... Uh, so, so many that I listen to because it's just <laughs> such a great, it fits in so well with our on-demand lifestyle that yeah. we all are just accustomed to now. Mm-hmm. And there's so much great information out there and entertainment and just educational stuff. It's just fabulous. Um, podcast, I love them. I don't know why I just plug podcasts in general, but I did. <laughs> um, everybody out there, I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye. To stay connected with Onyx, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. To be a part of the conversation, join our Facebook group, Onyx Podcast Community.